This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond, to the clubhouse, to the front office, this is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Inside Twins. It is brought to you, as mentioned, by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. How memories are created, legends are made. Chris Atterbury here at Target Field, joined in studio today by Assistant General Manager Daniel Adler. He drew the short straw. He joins us here for 30 minutes as we try to get a wide variety of voices on this program from week to week. And, uh, Daniel, welcome. First of all, it's great to see you. We have exchanged many uh, messages. We've not actually gotten to see each other in quite some time, so this is kind of fun. Uh, for me on a personal level, but it hasn't been a fun time for you guys in the front office. This is a team that was uh, constructed uh, to certainly compete in the division for a third straight crown, if not for a World Series. And as we sit here today approaching the 60-game mark, 23 and 35, not where anybody imagined. And that's where we have to start because this is a front office that from the beginning has talked about process and looking at now, looking at the future, looking at the long-term future health of this organization, but that process would lead you there. So I'll ask you straight up, when things don't go well for the big league club, do you then just start reexamining all of those processes? Yeah, I think we, we have to. When when the results are like this, especially compared to what we expected coming into the season, I think we have to look at all of our processes. And for me, that really starts when you look at the record, it's underwhelming. Try to break down. It's very easy to sit here in a position like mine and say, okay, we've just had bad luck. Our, our record is two and eight in extra inning games. Uh, we haven't hit well with runners in scoring position. Um, and that's been a big part of it. And so we want to say, okay, what portion of this is just bad luck? And these are things that turn around. And unfortunately, we've just drawn the short straw. Um, that's one element. But then the other element is we, we need to dig deeper and say, okay, what are the things that we control um, or that we've seen from players that that just aren't uh, performing to our our expectations and things that that will persist and not just okay yeah we we hit that instead of getting a walk and then a home run we hit a um, home run first and got a walk so it's one run instead of two those are those are the luck pieces but then there's also other elements where we're looking at players hey is this guy's velocity down is his movement down is he less sharp um, and so we need to we need to do that and we're looking at that at the major league level uh, and then we're also looking at that at the minor league level when there's things we have a lot of the same philosophies in the major leagues and the minor leagues when there's things that are not working in the majors, it's easy to say, okay, our whole philosophy is wrong. But then if you see them still working in the minors, maybe uh, maybe there's more to it. We need to dig even deeper. So we're looking at really every element of the organization and, and trying to figure out, okay, where 
where have we gone wrong and where have we been legitimately unlucky and and as with uh you know most underwhelming results it's a mix mm-hmm. um and to me a mark of a good organization is when you're doing well you should be doing the same things That's a good point. when you when we when we won 102 games in 2019 we said okay these are the things that worked out better than we thought which of these were just good luck that we can't expect to continue and which of these things do we think will persist and so um, I think that's that's our job is to figure out what what areas do we control and how can we improve them as you re-examine those processes and I think it's a great point that when you do well you should be doing the same thing you should constantly be reevaluating if if you're doing well because you're such geniuses that you had it all right, or is there an yeah. element where it went right? And if it's going wrong, is it because you suddenly got stupid, or was there an element in, in there as well? Do you split it up into silos like, okay, evaluation, we brought these five guys in expecting this, and we haven't gotten it, why? But we developed these guys under the auspices that this would work at the big league level, it has or hasn't, why? Do you have to divvy it up that way, or, or is it a, like a 30,000-foot view? Uh, probably, I think we slice and dice from almost uh, almost every possible angle. We'll say, okay, what's happening with all of our hitters? Are there any trends common to these guys and, and things that we can change about our approach or certain types of players that maybe we as an organization overvalued or undervalued Um, because we are look we have systems both our scouts and our analytical systems like certain types of players and we Mm -hmm. end up with those players and we may say uh, hey there's been changes in the game and these guys are no longer as valuable as we thought people have caught up to uh, what they were doing and then we have to uh, we have to take a look and and figure out okay maybe we need to change change some of our systems in terms of who we want to uh, who we want to acquire but it's also really hard when we don't have that much information and uh, injuries which are, are something that some again some mix of luck and skill some players are more injury prone there's certainly plenty of things we can do on the injury prevention front uh, but at the end of the day they have a huge huge impact and um, they're not necessarily there's something that um, can uh, come in come in bunches and really foul things up as you see right now when we're running out in outfield uh, today with I think nobody who is uh, at least in a starting type position for us uh, to be to begin the year yeah we haven't seen the lineup so you know yeah, we just broke a scoop there so that was oh, probably well that's probably good I, I'm mostly working off the fact just that the Arias, <laughs> Arias Buxton and Kepler are all on the IL so I don't think I'm breaking anything uh, anything too interesting there uh, on that front we're going to talk about injuries next segment as well as some of the other trends in the league including this idea that the pitching performance has been enhanced and what's going to be done on the enforcement angle but on the performance front Yes, it's great to have those processes in place for long-term health. You have to do it. But immediately, you've got a team that's whatever it is, 12 games under, and you're trying to fill a stadium and be competitive the rest of the way. How do you then, and it comes back to balance, every single one of these topics comes back to balance, how do you balance being too reactionary with your big league club or just looking around and being what could we even do with our big league club? I want player X out of the rotation. Okay, well, who's left? You've used every single guy on your 40-man except for Blazovic, who just pitched for the first time on Saturday night, uh, and I think Duran, who's just pitched a yep. couple times in St. Paul. It's not as if you have 10 guys on your 40-man or 10 guys who are just bursting with major league readiness that you can plug in and play here. Yeah, it's challenging, and I think early in the year um, – especially as the bullpen was struggling, you saw we were churning some of those back into the bullpen guys. And I think uh, Jeremy Zoll at one point said, you know, we seem to be trying to solve the front end of our bullpen problem by continually churning the back end of our bullpen. And that's probably, um, you know, it 
lets us feel like, okay, we're taking action, but that's probably not really going to solve our mm-hmm. problems. But yeah, it is Yeah, the problem was tough. solved if the guys who were supposed to be good performed like they always have, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. So moving, you know, moving those back-end guys, whether it's options or um, calling up minor league free agents. Um, and we've been creative. We're, every day we're scouring the waiver wire, trying to figure out, are there some guys who can help us out? Um, but at the end of the day, um, those are probably not the guys pitching in, in really high leverage situations. Uh, so it's likely not going to be um, what what solves our problems. Now, in a best case scenario, somebody like Luke Farrell comes up and works himself into some of those higher leverage situations. And we've seen relievers are just so incredibly mm-hmm. variable that uh, something can click for a guy and he can have a really good stretch that he hasn't in his career. But uh, yeah, generally, that's um, unfortunately kind of if you look at our 40 man, we've got Bailey Ober starting today, which is probably a little earlier than we expected him to make starts. But And Griffin uh, Jack's probably looming if something yep. happens early. Another guy who probably would not expect to be here just yet exactly but i think the um you know the good news with that um from my perspective is these are guys both jackson ober um who uh, they're not the you know number uh, one prospect baseball america something like that but they're guys who we think think have uh, a real chance to be contributors to our team and now we're going to get a chance to see what they can do uh and so i think that is productive and i'd rather see just on a personal level i'd rather see us kind of experiment and find out hey can we can we find a guy maybe maybe ober's part of our rotation plans for the next you know Mm -hmm. five seven years uh so giving him some opportunities and lewis thorpe who's unfortunately dealing with some injuries right now um you know getting him into some spot starts i think that's these are um valuable things for number one they could contribute this year and help us win right now but then number two as we figure out our long-term plan i can't guarantee any of the Thorpe, Ober, Jacks, Dobnak, mm-hmm. um, Smeltzer, you know, I, I I can't guarantee and say lock it up. One of those guys is going to be in our rotation for the next five years. However, of that group, I feel pretty good that somebody hopefully pops up and is, is a really consistent contributor for us. And so we're, we're going to get a chance to find out. And you have to find out, right? Because just waiting doesn't work. Or you have to find out at some point, okay, we think you can't know until you actually put them in that situation. Yeah. The thing that's really challenging with almost all of these guys, especially um, people like Ober and Jax and uh, Belazovic, I I think all these guys missing that extra Mm -hmm. year, um, they probably would all have many more double A, triple A innings under their belt. So um, it's really hard for us, frankly, somewhat of an unprecedented situation. You can go back to the um, guys who missed time during World War II, but kind of hard to know exactly how to treat these guys in terms of development. Uh, you know, Ober pitched a decent number. I think it was uh, it was 25-ish innings in Double A in 2019. Under normal circumstances, he's probably starting 20 in Double A and then pitching a whole lot in Triple A. So this wouldn't even seem at all... Um, Uh, abnormal to have a guy come up it would be kind of right on schedule Uh, unfortunately just in terms of game innings he hasn't had that much experience knowing there was going to be that gap in experience did that shade what you guys did in the offseason where the plan seemed to be to get a bunch of guys who were kind of triple a ish guys and hope that a couple of them clicked i think so that was um certainly i think the hope we, we put a ton of time into our um minor league free agency process to find guys who could be there as depth and to really hopefully not have to rush um, and, and it you know, may, may feel like somebody like Ober has been rushed but I think 
at least our first line of defense was the the Luke Farrells and um, Brandon Manaya, Waddell, um, you know, yeah. guys guys like that. And we Manaya, exactly. We've we've we built up a good stable now. Unfortunately, as you pointed out, um, at this point, uh, we've we've just had so many injuries that uh, we've we've more or less run through those guys. And we are you know adding Griffin Jacks to uh, to the roster. Daniel Adler is our guest. It is Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. We're going to hit on some of the hot topics around Major League Baseball right now. Injuries and sticky stuff. Are they related, perhaps? All of that coming up next on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created, legends are made. We've got the pregame lineup card coming up next, and as mentioned, Bailey Ober. We'll start against Brady Singer and the Royals. Daniel Adler is in studio. Let's hit the, the hot topics, sticky stuff. Uh, Josh Donaldson has been right in the middle of it. We heard from him yesterday. Certainly appreciated his very candid, logical explanation of kind of how he saw it as a hitter. Some pitchers don't agree. Some do. Uh, a lot of the stuff from the league says we're looking at numbers. We're looking at data. We're going to be very uh, Pinkerton-ish on this, <laughs> like uh, be, be detectives, asking teams to tell them where guys hide stuff. Where do the front offices stand on this? Because, A, not all front offices are oblivious to what's going on. And, B, you guys have the data. Are the leagues asking you for help? And do you think this will help the overall quality of the game? A uh, lot, lot of questions there. So I guess the, the first one I'll tackle kind of is the league asking us for help. They have um, – the league has access to all of our – ball flight data both you know ball off the bat and also how it's moving and so um the information we're looking at on our pitchers is very very similar to them so you can see when a guy's spin rate has maybe jumped up in in a somewhat unbelievable level um do you guys flag that internally do you send that down to the dugout and say hey this guy just went from zero to 60 really fast be be ready we don't have that uh we do have um in-game uh reports that our uh, our coaches will get where we'll look and say hey here's how the guy's pitch is moving um we don't specifically say okay hey he's using sticky stuff today but we will show um hey this guy's getting better movement than he has historically mm-hmm. now again there's enough different factors um that you can't definitively say without you know actually having access right. to the ball um you can't definitively say okay this guy is is using some kind of contraband um but as a front office it is um you know i think um josh is um uh, likening it to the steroid era for hitters as a front office it's really hard for us to know um okay is this a guy who is benefiting from something that uh that is illegal and will probably very soon be uh, clamped down upon or is this somebody who's just made some changes you know there's so many it's not just the sticky stuff that's making pitchers better mm-hmm. we've learned so much about which pitches are effective how to design those pitches i'm sure you've seen kind yeah. of the edgertronic cameras mm-hmm. thousands of frames per second and you can see exactly how the ball is coming off of a guy's fingertips and say hey let's grip it just slightly different so it's gotten really advanced sticky stuff aside um pitching has just gotten really really smart guys are throwing harder than ever Uh, perhaps that is uh, linked to some of the the injuries which are uh, higher than ever but uh, pitchers have just gotten really really good and and maybe I'm naive Um, I don't know um, 
which player which players are using illegal stuff but i i firmly believe the vast majority of the gains are are much more related to different training methods um, understanding which pitches are more effective you look league wide just over the last few years uh, fastball and sinker usage is down pretty substantially. You know, that used to be so kind of in the, that was in the 60-ish percent range. Now that's league-wide, that's probably about 50-ish percent. Um, so, uh, and those pitches historically were, were more effective. Now, now that we're throwing them more frequently, there's maybe a little bit of an equilibrium that we're finding, but there's so many different factors. So to just say this run environment um, is because guys are getting more sophisticated with sticky stuff. I think that's um, probably not telling the whole story. There's so many different things that that pitchers are doing today to make them. But make there has to be successful. something to guys like Cruz or Donaldson who have seen a billion balls come out of a pitcher's hand, nasty stuff or average stuff, and looking at it and saying that ball's not moving the way baseballs normally move. Like there has to be something to that, right? I I think so. I mean, those guys are incredible pros, and what they are, the information they're taking in, um, is unbelievable. And, and they're um, if they are saying that and saying, "Hey, the ball is just coming out differently," um, I do think that's something worth uh, that MLB should be investigating. And uh, are apparently. and they are yes. So, yeah, we'll see where that goes. Injuries. Let's talk about that because obviously the Twins have been besieged by injuries. We had Mike Petriello on, and he said the Twins were actually amazingly one of the healthier teams. We also know, and this doesn't get talked about as much, that injuries in the minor leagues are rampant. Guys haven't played for a year. I guess you could see that. We talk about evaluating processes. I know from the moment that this administration took over, a lot of talk about trying to make the medical and the preparation part of it a competitive advantage for this organization. Those processes are, are dealing with some of the most difficult circumstances they've had. Where are we in terms of trying to trying to figure out how much of this is bad luck, how much of this we could affect positively and preventatively? Yeah, I mean, I think throughout baseball we have a large enough sample we're on track to you know shatter every injury record um and and taking covid il placements mm -hmm. uh, out of out of the data we're on track to just shatter all those records and that um you don't need any Bad uh, fancy soft tissue <laughs> yeah you don't need a fancy statistical yeah. test to know uh, soft tissue injuries i think are you know more than double um previous years and so um, I honestly, we're we're all kind of searching searching for answers right now. You know, some theories that the short season last year um, got guys out of their routine, um, and injuries were up last year in the that fast ramp up. Um, and the stop and start. And too. and the the stop and start. Um, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of questions, but it is to me, it is odd that um, this year, which has kind of been a more normal ramp up, um, has had so many more injuries. And again, does that come back to these new training methods. Um, I mean, players, uh, the expectations we have for players are different and they're um, playing, I don't want to say playing harder, but they're, um, you know, I think we're asking them to do things in shorter bursts and, you know, not relying on pitchers to throw 200, 300 innings, which, you know, if you go back, they actually used to do. Um, so all those things uh, may play a role in terms of our own internal assessments. Um, Jeremy Zoll uh, kind of oversees our performance team, uh, works closely with Dr. Christopher Camp, um, who's at Mayo, um, and Michael Salazar, our head trainer. And I think we're all digging into this. We have multiple members of our research and development group studying injuries. What can we learn? But the one thing that's really hard is um, 
when we study injuries, if we're using past data, uh, it seems like the environment, for whatever reason, um, has changed really significantly. So it's hard, uh, hard for us. You know, we have models where we try to predict injury, try to say, here's a guy who's at a certain level of risk. Well, it seems like just as a population, that risk is much, much higher now. And I think we're trying to figure out what, um, you know, what is driving that. But uh, this is a huge, huge issue throughout baseball. Yeah, and whoever can figure it out the fastest, if that's possible, certainly will have an advantage there. It's Daniel Adler. We've been long-winded. we got one short segment coming up next to finish things up on your home for Twins Baseball. show is Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. How memories are created, legends are made. Daniel Adler, kind enough to be in studio. We have covered a lot of ground. Daniel, we've gone a little long, thanks to me, in the first couple segments. So on a final thought, a lot of this has been doom and gloom, all these things that have gone wrong that we have to deal with. Let's end on a positive. Things that, that go poorly can lead to opportunity in this game. We've seen a lot of these young guys come up and play in the big leagues as part of a developmental-minded front office. That has to make you guys smile in the midst of some of this uh, this chaos, I would guess. Yeah, kind of rare rare bright spots for us that uh, some guys, I think both Alex Kirilov, Trevor Larnick, probably pressed into uh, major league service a little faster than we expected due to injuries. But uh, both those guys who we've counted on for years as being major, major contributors. Both have, have gotten off to really, really nice starts. And um, that's that's really exciting to see. Nick Gordon, somebody who, when you looked at our infield depth coming into the year, probably thought, okay, how how is he going to find a way to play? Um, and we've we've been able to get him into games and hopefully see him as somebody who can be, uh, you know, a nice, uh, a nice player for us, whether it's a utility role or some type of everyday role, but somebody who could be um, a nice contributor to us for years and without some of these injuries I don't think that uh, that we get a chance to see him so there are some bright spots and I do think that uh, every every game that happens uh, hopefully we are uh, either learning information that helps us in the future that helps us choose good players for this team um, and uh, ideally winning at the same time but uh, the wins have been tough to come by so it's been at least nice to see some of these young guys and figure out who we can count on in the future and learn how they react how they deal with things I look at Ryan Jeffers he gets sent down the way he reacted to that to come back a better player uh, is is what you're hoping to see from reactions and we've seen some of that uh, as well this year well hopefully we get a win and some bright spots today from Bailey Ober maybe even a Griffin Jacks debut Daniel Adler has been our guest Twins assistant general manager the show is inside Twins do stay with us because the pregame lineup card is next right here on your home for Twins baseball You've been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer.
conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 